I decided like, why if I made such a mistake, how many people out there are making the same? And that led me to my why. And I started, you know, financial wellness center because I wanted to help others who may have already made the same mistakes like I did, or those who made lesser mistakes than I did or more than I did. And to those that are yet to make such mistakes, we just let them know that, okay, when you take this path, this is what is going to happen. When you take this other path, this is what is going to happen to you. So that was my why. Oh, that's okay. No, the, the, thank, you, uh, thank you for sharing that. I, uh, no, I, I definitely do like the, the, you know, you're willing to share just a little bit of the personal experience. And I think what I really like to, uh, like, I guess, which you brought it up was financial education. You know, so, um, honestly, I guess when I look at schools or even universities and stuff, well, even also like talking to family, friends, and stuff. I I have come to this, I guess, sort of this weird conclusion. Maybe I'm wrong, but hopefully you might correct this. Uh, I have a sense of feeling that financial education is like not just cliche, like important, it's, like really important. Like it's actually is quite a big issue uh, for all of us, actually. So. Could you shed some light on that? Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, our schools don't teach financial education. And, you know, how many years do you spend in school? Almost half of your life you spend studying. <laughs> right? Right, right. I would include myself and many other people tend to be professional students so <laughs> that's a whole other level but yes the thing is we spend almost half of our life lives in school but we are not taught the aspect of money the school prepares you on how to get money but it does not prepare you on how to manage it so you find so many of us we are professionals, we are getting the money, but the same money is hurting us because we don't know how to manage it. Remember, um, I always say money is a tool that can help or hurt you. So you can get money, but as a tool, if you do not use it properly, then chances are high it's going to hurt you. And... Um, Having a, a, an education in finance, for like, for example, a degree in finance doesn't equate to being financially literate. Right. Uh, I have met quite a number of people who have studied finance, but they have made a lot of mistakes that you are like, okay, what's happening? So that's one of the reasons that made me to, you know, result to creating financial wellness and letting people know that we um, acknowledge education but at the same time we also need to do self literacy when it comes to matters of money we need to learn about money we need to talk to our family and friends about money we need to even teach kids about money because um most of us the the characters and habits we are showing right now in our adult world they were 
the foundation started when you were young. How did you see money being uh, managed in your household? Uh, what kind of mindset were you given about money? Now, in adulthood, that is what we tend to and learn some of the bad habits that we acquired while growing up. Uh, that, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Uh, yeah, definitely, I, I do agree. That, you know, I have some friends. I mean, who are also sort of in the who are more in the corporate finance space, but also same time too. Uh, I have some friends, you know, who have uh, they know how to make money, but what I learned is uh, they have a hard time keeping it, and and they end up uh, getting into debt way faster too. You know, so. Uh, that that is that is some uh, uh, that that's some interesting points, and I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, I, I guess just because you, you went to school, you know, doesn't mean you are, I guess, financially literate. Uh, you know, so. Uh, but I, but I was just curious to know about your story. Like, uh, how did you? Uh, I guess find this path of financial literacy. You know, I, I guess everyone has their own journey to go through. So, um, uh, how did your uh, journey to financial literacy or financial education? Uh, I guess uh, moving forward. Yeah. Thank you very much for such a great yeah. question, Marcus. You know, uh, my journey for financial literacy, um, as I mentioned earlier, I had made a lot of financial mistakes that I got to a point where I said, like, no, I need to um, change this. So I, of course, started by acquiring knowledge. Then I followed it up by getting mentorship from people who who've been there and done that <laughs> All right. yeah, yeah. as well as uh, various experts and gurus in this space and then I put into action what I had acquired besides that uh, I have uh, I have attained education in matters of finance um, I'm an economist by profession so when I coupled all this up I decided like why don't I build a platform whereby we will not just give you theories, we'll also give you the practical bit of it, because we all have obtained theory. You have Googled sometimes, you have, you know, you've checked information everywhere, but the gap comes in when, how to do it. Okay, I've learned about budgeting, maybe on Google, now, how can I make this budgeting work for me in my finances? So that is the gap I sought to fill in and let people know that, okay, we have the information, you can access it from anywhere, but how can you be able to do it according to your finances? Another thing, some people think like, okay, until I become a millionaire or billionaire, that is when I will need financial literacy, which is very wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> which is very wrong because um, with the with, with whatever you have, if you are not able to know how to manage it, even when you have much, it will still run away from you. Somebody said money is kind is a kind of energy, 
and you attract it or it can repel you so um i always say it's not about how much i uh, how much i have but what do i do with what i have and that is what um that is how the journey for financial literacy started no oh, i mean uh what you just said about you know money's energy uh, i i think it's it's a, it's a really powerful concept uh, I have also said, I have also kind of said the same thing too, uh, you know. But I don't think you know people realize, you know. So other other points you talked about, like you know, either you attract money or you can sometimes repel it. And I have seen that in some of my family members, even some of my some of my friends. I mean. Yeah, like when it comes to, uh, to like you know creating you know massive income and stuff, I, mm. at that times I would feel je- you know I would feel jealous, but at the same time too, I, I like what what blows my mind is uh, like uh, people can just like lose money real fast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and they get into debt. Uh, uh, I mean all kinds of craziness. So I, I, let's say I have some interesting people in my life. I'm like like sometimes you'll be like wait what. <laughs> Not even possible, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It happens, you know. And uh, I'll, 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 but I want to talk about like you know money's energy because when I think of like uh, like the U.S. dollar, not come from the state side. Uh, to me, it's, it, a lot of people see it as a dirty piece of paper, but uh, just like energy, it doesn't get destroyed. It's just transferred from one person to another, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 is that uh, I do, do, would you agree with that statement or do you have your own um, opinion on that absolutely I actually agree with that statement and you know that leads to this um, very famous cliche that people say the rich continue to get richer and the poor continue to get poor have you ever stopped to think what does this mean what, what causes the rich to get richer and the poor to get poor one aspect of uh, money is the mindset and you know that's one of the reasons I said money is an energy because it's a mindset first what do you think about money now if all you think about money is if I get money my role is to spend 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 that is the mindset you have and that is the energy you're gonna release and it will lead you to do that action towards the money you have so the reason why I agree that money is more of an energy first is because it starts with your mind and whatever you have in the mind, it's it gets released as an energy. So if I think, okay, I'm going to work very hard to get money to spend, spend, spend. Nothing like saving, nothing like growing it, just spending. The thing is, if I get even one million right now, what will I do? The energy that will be rushing in me is I need to buy this, I need to buy this, I need to buy this, I need to buy this. And that will result to that yeah. action. And that is how the before I notice it, the money has disappeared. And I'm like, mm. where did my money go? Somebody stole from me or something. <laughs> but it's it's the energy that you released from it. And that is and the same applies with um when you have this abundance mindset towards money you tend to see money as a tool or a vehicle that can get you where you want to go so 
you have that mindset you are releasing that energy so even when you come to the money itself the tool you are going to see it as this is a vehicle that's going to take me from point a to b so the actions that you will do they will be more of uh you know like when you're driving when you're driving you're focused on getting to another point so you'll be focused on controlling the car and ensuring you're getting to your destination the same with money so if your mindset is right you release an energy that is going to make the money uh work for you which will result to you doing actions that will grow the money and that is how the rich become richer and the poor become poor yeah you know think of it i mean i i heard that statement <laughs> i mean like so many times right it is i mean i heard it you know from my friends i mm-hmm. see it in the movies you know that, mm-hmm. that kind of deal uh oh you know some news too right oh gosh i mean uh that, that you know you always hear these uh, click obviously it, it's all clickbait stuff it's to arouse or reaction out of your stuff but yeah oh i mean uh, i mean but it, it is something to uh, you know uh you know to really think about you know so and especially when you talk about uh, because of the example when you talk about you know the abundance mindset like Uh, I'm sure you must I'm sure you must have heard like in the states you know, we have all these lottery uh mm-hmm. uh these shows not shows but they they're more like you know these it is run by the government I mean uh, funny enough mm-hmm. but um thinking that you, I mean that people who have uh, you know some they been like you know like 10 million dollars 20 million dollars mm-hmm. some also 15 million dollars mm-hmm. but yes. but here's the thing they can they do not know you they don't know how to handle this kind of money so they just end up buying stuff they end up getting into more debt actually which is crazy exactly. but I, i i think a lot of people are not ready to uh they don't know how to contain that or even some people don't know how to even receive it also you know i mean uh, i know we talk about you know uh but there's also a lot of in a very a lot of like you know spiritual stuff going on too like like the mindset or your mm-hmm. i mean it does also play a uh play a role too so and uh because uh i i i used to work with american express so uh you mm-hmm. know a lot of my a lot of my i guess my ex, ex clients and all the other they all are like you know uh either upper management people or they have big businesses and stuff and mm-hmm. last year was quite opening uh, quite an eye-opening uh uh situation where i had i knew this one general manager mm-hmm. uh, incredibly high income per month i mean ridiculous mm-hmm. ridiculous amount but this guy has way over like 2 million uh debts there are 2 million in debt and that is you know just with amex alone so <laughs> so you know it, it kind of like uh it's it kind of uh challenge my paradigm I'm like wait what the heck is going on you know so mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean I mean, what you just said is, uh, I mean, it's definitely an eye-opener, not only just for me, but also to anyone else who's listening in. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about that. I, I, I really appreciate that, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, you just mentioned about the lottery winners, and I can tell you... Sometimes I always say the problem is not the money. You don't need more money. You actually need a strategy and a mindset for the money. 
and you know uh, it's the mindset before the asset if your mindset is wrong no matter how much assets you accumulate or opportunities for gaining resources you have you can never fully utilize them yeah agreed yeah yeah uh, i agree uh I, 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 but you know like I, I know like uh, I'm, I'm sure you you might be aware too like when you like when you talk about like you know mindset and stuff uh, mm-hmm. but do you think uh, have you ever come, come across people who are not able to uh, accept that <laughs> you know as one of the reasons why they're not able to you know increase the income or be able to save money or invest you know like, have people ever challenged challenged you on that <laughs> Oh yes, a lot of people have challenged me on that because they they tend to say okay um how does the mind relate to earning money? I mean, you need if you want money you have to work for it. You have to, you know, do a business, go to work or just do something. It cannot just come. But the thing is um it's a cycle. And I'm glad you brought the the example of uh, a, a senior person you know who earned a lot of money but still the person was still um, not poor but was not able to manage the wealth. Now, what does that tell you? The problem is not the money. The problem is what do you think about money? What are your beliefs about money? And that is where you know, um, and that is where some people think, okay, I don't need to think about money. I need to get more. But even if you get more, you'll find yourself doing the wrong things and remaining in that cycle. And this gives you another example of people who they can be low income earners, but you find that they've done so much. You even wonder how comes, how can this person be able to, you know do all this stuff with such a, uh, a limited income yet this other person with an high income is not able to do much again this is where we bring in the aspect of you know lifestyle creep you know ah, right right yeah <laughs> <laughs> preacher yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. audience what, what, what is lifestyle creep is all about what do you mean? yes just so i just you know, give them more clarity you know Exactly. You know, a uh, lifestyle creep is whereby as your income increases, the more you are tempted to do things that are way beyond what your income has. For example, if um if you get a promotion or if your business makes profit this year, for example, your business makes profit profit this year, Lifestyle creep can tempt you to move your office if it's a physical office from whichever neighborhood it was to a high-end neighborhood with the mindset or the expectation that I will get more but you're forgetting you don't you have not built a system whereby you can keep the profit rotating or coming back to you so you find um a person makes this high income but they don't they don't have a system that can make this income to keep rotating and sustain a certain lifestyle so they jump to that uh, lifestyle but they don't create a system to sustain it so what 
what's the end result? Someone ending up uh, saying, I used to live this life, now I cannot afford it. And, you know, this pandemic has really torn down the curtains. We've seen people who we thought they had it all together being, yeah. being broken down and they some had to confess that, okay, I've been living a lie or I've been, you know, doing, I've been living a lie. I need to start living uh, according to my financial capacity. Yeah, yeah. No, def- no de- definitely. Uh, uh, when you talk about, you know, the, you can say the, uh, like, you know, the court is coming down. And yeah, I, I, I did get to see, uh, not, not, ne- not necessarily like a first-hand kind of deal, but I have seen some uh, older clients, so, you know, uh, I, 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 let me put this way, like uh, high net worth, high net worth individuals who have kind of fallen from grace, let's put it that way. So, um, but, but it's not only just high net worth people, but even also, uh, I, I guess, uh, within my church group, Mm-hmm. other friend circle and also like once upon a time too in my life I also had my mess ups as well so mm-hmm. you know I had to start from the bottom but now I'm here so and the God willing is gonna improve more you know as I increase my financial confidence human capital mm-hmm. all that good stuff so um but yeah, I, I but just want to go back to you know talking about the financial wellness center, and uh, you you have definitely interviewed a lot of interesting people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether they are accountants, financial psychologists, mm-hmm. uh, you know, also some pretty uh, pretty cool uh, financial coaches, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, you know, so I think you interviewed uh, this guy, uh, Sam, Sammy the Rabbit, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the I, I thought that was pretty cool, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, teaching younger children about mm-hmm. money is all about investing, savings, you know, budgeting, you know, mm-hmm. I, I never, Im- that to me, that was interesting. I never imagined that you could teach little kids actually about mm-hmm. money and how to save money and how to give money, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, but I want to ask you, like, uh, uh, you know, because yeah, you, you have, you know, you have interviewed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who was your, I guess, top three favorite people to talk to, uh, and who you learn from? <laughs> That's a pretty interesting question. Um, yes. Um, First of all, I'd say when I started the World Wednesday show on our YouTube channel, the goal was to have, you know, bring different opinions from different experts so that we can, you know, just have a discussion the way we are having it right now and get to hear what other people think about certain topics. Now, um, I have... I have a lot of people who have been who are on top of my list. I can say all the guests are on top of my list. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I, know, everyone... I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, but uh, I mean, okay. If you don't want to bring, I mean, but I'm sure this. I know, like a lot of your guests have incredible insights and stuff, but uh, but I'm sure there has to be. 
maybe like say one or two who kind of made you you know you know think differently to think differently about money or you know like uh, <laughs> so oh i can yeah, think okay. about family finances I, i will not mention a name but i'll just narrow oh, down to okay. the topics that really got me Okay, um, sure, sure. Oh, that, that's even better. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we can so, definitely keep the person anonymous. Yes. So there's, okay. uh, there's this discussion you are having with one of the guests on networking for your business. Okay. So um, we've all, you know, thought like networking is just me meeting you and saying, Hi, Marcus. Um, Sheila, I do this and this. Would you be interested in my, you know, would you yeah, be interested yeah, yeah, yeah. in my products and services? <laughs> and the next thing you get from that person is either a cold response, or sometimes right. they they just try to accommodate you, but you can tell or feel that this person is not interested. And other right. people even just oh. end up to you know soothe your emotions and you know tell you, okay, I'll think about it. For you, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a person, you'll think, oh, I've networked effectively. But when you come to check at the results, they're not yielding. Which, that discussion got me thinking, okay, how many people do I think I know? How many people have I spoken to? And they've never bought any of my products or services, or even made an inquiry. So there has to be a problem there. I, I feel the pain. I feel the pain. I, oh God! And uh. and you know there is that discussion made me shift my mindset about networking. Networking okay. is not about telling someone uh, what you want to give them, but rather building a relationship first with them, and then from that relationship, the person will feel confident enough and let you know what they need. Then after you know what they need, you can now provide it or customize it to see if it matches the services you offer. And that is how you have a closed deal. So networking is not about knowing 1,000 people. It's about knowing, it's about mm. building a relationship with that one or two people who are right, okay. able to um, market on your behalf without even you asking them. Okay, so that is yeah. one of the of the topic that really got me, and I was like, "Oh God, this is something. This is something I need to, you know, work on." As well as there have been, you know, other topics that we've discussed, like you know, money and you know, and uh, relationships. We've also spoken about how you can create an investment plan, how you can, you know, money and your emotions, the psychology side of money. As well as we've also spoken about the various business ideas that people can, you know, look into. Now, with that said, I'd like to cordially invite you and our audience to our show. Um, it always happens on every Wednesday on our YouTube right. channel. That is Financial Wellness with Sheila Mboga at 6.30 p.m. GMT or 10.30 p.m. Uh, um, Gulf Standard Time. Yeah, sure, sure. Hey, thank you for the invite. Yeah, definitely, I will put the uh, put the links uh, in, in, I guess, in the description below, depending on what platform it is, whether it's YouTube or uh, the other podcast platforms. But yeah, definitely would love to uh, love people to you know uh, 
check you know your your uh, your vast uh, uh, library of uh, guest interviews of you know really interesting people so yeah no definitely that some of some of the people you interviewed are really I mean really interesting you know and they you know they brings uh, uh, you know quite interesting golden nuggets you know for I mean, for those who are willing to listen, I mean, they'll listen and they will, like, you know, come and figure out, you know, so. In the name, that is something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, but I like the point where you talked about uh, networking. And uh, definitely coming from the sales side uh, uh, previously before. Yeah. You know, especially if you're living in if you're living in Dubai or maybe in some of the you know the big cities like say New York or London, you know. I mean, it's again, it's all about networking. But then everybody has a different variation of networking. They meet different people and stuff, and um, it tends to be more like a numbers game kind of deal. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, but I, I think a lot of people keep forgetting that when it comes to networking, the most important mm-hmm. thing is building that relationship. I think that's where I, I think I know myself and many other people too who are in the sales space. We fail at it. You know, we just try to hit our numbers and stuff, but we lack the uh, how do you say we we lack the. The personal touch, right? Yes. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Yes, we oh, do sorry. lack. Yes, we do lack the the chat, and you know when you start thinking. Uh, am I am I clear? Yeah, you're clear. You're clear. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, there is some uh, background noise, but I mean, definitely we can hear your voice. So. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Um, as I was saying, um, building relationships is very, very important, and um, when you start viewing people from a relationship aspect of it rather than selling side of it, then you are able to uh, build a foundation. That is going to not just help you sell one product, but create a pipeline for the growth of your business. Now, a lot of us, especially entrepreneurs, what we do, we just want to sell that one product. We don't think about what happens in three months. You get? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know because uh, I mean just. Uh, yesterday and day before yesterday, and I just attended a, a Dubai blockchain uh, uh, like a conference. So uh, other than you know, you know, just learning about the technology, the other side of the conferences is to network with people and actually build some relationships. You know, so um, so yeah, I, I think one thing I I definitely learned was uh, sometimes you gotta like uh, join. You need to kind of like you know meet some people a couple of times you know to uh, let them know hey Marcos exists this is how he looks and this is how I talk you know that kind of deal you know so uh, I, I I can definitely attest to the point where when it comes to networking relationships do uh, is an important factor you know it's not just uh, it's, it's not like what you, I guess in the states you call it speed dating. 
kind of deal. So, uh, <laughs> you, you guys, I, I think like people need to know, need to meet you a couple of times, you know, like, uh, and and not just talk about business. I think end of the day, I, I my belief is now it's very important for you, or like for example, for me to be a personal brand, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess that's an entrepreneur. So, like, uh, is, is that something? Uh, uh, like, is that something that you believe in, or do you think that matters? Like, to make yourself a personal brand, like not only just for your business, but also to you know other people in the business community. Yes, a personal brand is very important because you know a brand communicates your core values and your beliefs now at some point people want the human touch of certain aspects and that is right. why we don't always use cartoons to bring about a product from january to december you know mm, at some okay. point you have to bring in the human touch and that is why we just don't use robots to do customer service throughout at some point you have to give you know the human side of it and that okay. is what brings in mind creating a personal brand as a, as a person people want to know okay what's this who is behind influential i want right, okay. to know the person <laughs> and that's how you need to work on your brand and ensure that whatever your core values are whatever your beliefs are they are in alignment with whatever business you're doing or whatever uh, vision you're propagating out there. So building a personal brand is very important. And, you know, again, for example, you cannot say that you are, uh, you are, let's say you are uh, a nurse, but every time I'm meeting you, you are with a guitar. Or you know, you know, it's it's kind of um, if I'm gonna if, if I'm going to say that I'm a nurse, I need to portray the you know nurse characteristics even online. A lot of people mm-hmm. will tell you, okay, um, uh, let, let's say I'm a digital expert, but when okay. you go to meet them, it's a whole different thing. The person doesn't even look like a digitized person. You know, oh, okay. I get, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they don't even sure. know. You, you know, they are still in old school, but they are telling you they are good at digital uh, marketing. So you find that their personal brand and what they are saying is not matching, and that kind of um, makes people not to really trust you that much. Oh, sorry. Is it, uh, sorry, I think that there was uh, a little slight interference uh, but can you just repeat again uh, the, the example of a person who's into digital marketing but they're not I, I guess they're not talking the talk I guess or oh I guess walking the walk sorry yeah I was saying you know um, as you mentioned walking the talk it's very important. Um, I'll just give an example. Someone can be telling you they are a digital expert, but right. when you meet them, they don't portray anything to do with digital marketing, you know. They are actually old-fashioned. For example, they don't even have a smartphone, but they tell you they are digital experts. No. Okay. Uh, 
or the way they they they, they bring themselves out it's totally different from what they tell you they can do having potential is good but people want to see the action and this can only be seen through your brand your personal brand okay. so that they can trust you and follow what you are uh, you are uh, propagating all right no, 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 no yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes sense yeah i uh I, I, because uh, I definitely do see, I, I guess, in my personal instance, like, I guess in my personal life, you know, I mean, there are, I, I guess, especially in Dubai, for example, it's quite a big international city. Uh, sometimes I do come across people, like, you know, they, they kind of like talk the talk, but um, many cases, they kind of, they don't really deliver. You know, I, I mean, I can understand, okay, look, you know, sometimes mistakes happen and stuff and all, but I have seen quite a number of times uh, where uh, they say one thing, but either they're doing something different or it doesn't really happen. So uh, and that's been kind of like my experience over here, you know, working in Dubai, but I'm sure uh, you might have, I don't know, have you had a sort of a similar experiences? Uh, in your journey to be an entrepreneur like because of course I, you know dealing with other I guess people in the marketplace yeah yeah um, it's something that is uh, we cannot assume it I've met the same kind of people and um, we just keep on trying to tell them your personal brand matters and if you are going to um if you want people to build trust in what you do then right. you need to walk the talk one thing i've noticed as an entrepreneur um some people they will not even buy your product or service okay. they will not even let you know they are watching you but they are watching you all right then okay. yeah, yeah. they are watching your consistency they are watching if you do what you say then after so many months or years they will come and be like okay i've been following you i've been checking out what you do and now i'm very confident we can do business together so okay. you, as an entrepreneur you have to to have that at the back of your mind nobody can be telling you but they are watching and the sad thing with watching you can't tell someone is watching. It's just like when you're walking um, in the road, you're focused on where you're going. You don't keep looking around who is looking at me, who is looking at me. But you might find someone saying, oh, I saw you in this street. I saw you passing by. So as an entrepreneur, have that in mind. You may not have uh, actions taking place right now, but know that someone is watching you. And they're checking out your consistency and how you carry yourself out. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. Uh, yeah, I, especially in, in this day and age, if uh, I, I guess if you are using like platforms, like say for example LinkedIn, like for your career, professional aspect of your life, and you got your Instagram, you got your Facebook, and I'm sure there are also other social media platforms and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think you're right though. Like. I, I think one of the challenges, I think, like you know, I, I know for, for myself, 
it has been to be trying to be consistent in what I'm talking about, what I'm passionate about, and just trying to connect with uh, certain people in a particular field. Like uh, just recently, I just started, you know, the, you know, getting into blockchain and uh, digital assets and stuff. So just talking to people and also delivering some content about it, you know. So. Uh, because I know in my personal life, I'm saying, you know, like, you know, even recruiters, you know, potential recruiters, you know, talking to me mm-hmm. about this space, like the, the space I'm in. So, um, yeah, definitely I do agree with you. You know, people are watching and, um, you know, they are seeing a move, and especially with Google and social media. Um, uh, you, you have to assume people are watching, you know. It's, uh, uh, we can't pretend, you know, it's, uh, you know, we have some sort of, uh, you know, we are living in a, a bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, that's an, uh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, uh, other than the influential, oh, sorry, the, my bad, I mean, the financial wellness <laughs> center, and <I'm, laughs> mm-hmm. uh, are you working on any uh, new projects or do you have any future uh, plans? or, uh, you know, coming up uh, in the future, you know, for people to uh, check you out? Oh, yes. We have a lot in the pipeline. Um, One of them being uh, starting campus editions. So we are going to root out for students in universities globally. Okay. So that we can get them on the train because again you know a lot of mistakes are made when you are in in school especially university that's when most people will get into student loan if you have access to you know a credit card or if you've you've been given a credit card by your parent you're going to max it out you're going to you know <laughs> uh, I'm so, praying. I'm praying for those parents. I mean, that's that, that's quite a scary move. <laughs> yeah. So we we are we are now uh, getting to have a campus edition, and actually, like today evening, we are going to have our first um, edition, and this will be with the uh, students from universities um, across Africa. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah, we 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 are planning to do that because we realized in as much as we just want to address people who are already working and you know how about these people who are being prepared to get into the job market you know they they also need that um that knowledge so that is one of the things that's in the pipeline as well as we are looking into um hosting more exhibitions for entrepreneurs because we realized that um the more you exhibit your uh, entrepreneurs, when we put them out there, the more they get to, they get people to know about them, as well as they get to understand markets they may not have thought about. So we are looking into, you know, doing more of entrepreneurs' exhibition, just like the one we concluded. And thank you so much for uh, being um, a partner in that. Um, from the feedback we got is that people want to know more about these entrepreneurs they didn't know about them 
So with this exhibition, it's like a stand. The way you, we right. are going to have Expo 2020, people are going to have stands there. Now we are looking right. into doing it more virtually. Yes. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we are looking into doing it in a virtual way so that we can cover people across the globe because not everyone will be able to come to Expo 2020, especially with this yeah. pandemic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we can take your business to people in Asia, in Middle East, in Africa, in Europe, virtually, and they'll get to know you. So those are the two things that we have right now, and um, we we are looking forward for more. Yeah, sure, sure. Now, uh, now I'm glad that you brought up the entrepreneurs. Uh, I guess the exhibition week or expo week. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot the title of it, but. Uh, I think what was, I mean, what impressed me personally, uh, uh, well, uh, you know, when you you know when you brought up entrepreneurs who are in the uh, the agriculture this agriculture the agro business space. Uh, I don't know if, mm-hmm. that, if that's the right term, the terminology. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I to me that was uh, interesting to see that. Uh, I mean, it was a, it was news to me, but it was, it was a good news to learn that there is. Uh, incredible uh, agribusiness opportunities and mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I, I apologize I don't remember the the guys and, and the, the girls in the first, I think one of the first uh, one of the interviewers I think uh, I think she's the first your ag, she's the, mm-hmm. uh, like your first agricultural business uh, entrepreneur uh, I thought that was fascinating to learn uh, mm-hmm. what she's up to and stuff. And I feel mm-hmm. like, personally, mm-hmm. even I talk to some of my friends back in the States, mm-hmm. uh, some of them have done quite well, like in stocks and also cryptocurrencies and all. Mm-hmm. Many of them are actually looking into moving either their profits into like precious metals, gold, silver, or commodities. But mm-hmm. another one they're looking into is uh, farmlands. You know, mm-hmm. and whether yeah. South America and uh, I guess Africa in general. I, I don't. I apologize. I don't know much about the you know the business space in Africa. I know that it's, it's humongous, but the the farmland opportunities. I, I uh, I'm actually very impressed. So I, I, I I'm glad that you are talking to many many of many of those entrepreneurs because uh, I do believe that there is so much potential. Uh, in that in that particular industry and uh, I think I think Africa as a continent in that space uh, it's it, it, I, I personally believe it will lead the way you know so mm-hmm. uh, so but, yeah, but, but please do share yeah, I mean your insights about that um, yeah um, you know the thing is people tend to think that there are industries that um they cannot be there are industries that are not that you know good but trust me there are people on the ground who are focusing on such kind of industries especially agribusiness and i was so happy when i saw young entrepreneurs into agribusiness because we've had this mindset that agribusiness is for people who've retired you know (laughs) someone who is Uh. old they cannot yeah. work in offices anymore. Now they go to just farm and wait for them, for and they wait, you know, to die. But yeah. <laughs> they, you know, the the story is changing. You know, 
we are seeing young people who are actually creating employment through agribusiness. Like right. the lady you are talking about, she's in Zambia. And when I met her, I was so I impressed. Because they are, you know, creating a lot of opportunities, not just for the farmers, but also for people who are looking for work through agribusiness. And we can agree, we have to eat, no matter what happens. In yeah. as much as you have so, even if you have a lot of money, you have that money because at some point you need to use it and you have to buy food. So, but so, where yeah. does this food get from? If you're going to leave all the production to the older generation or people who've retired, then we shouldn't complain when we are like, oh, this mango should be processed like this. You know, so I'm, I'm so happy with the entrepreneurs that we are having and, you know, more are coming on board because they are changing the narrative of entrepreneurship. So they right, are yeah. getting into spaces that they were once considered spaces for, you know, the great or this group of people. They are, you, you know, they are breaking the glass ceiling. That's the word. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, because when I learned about that and who, and who you interviewed, not just one, but also that there was, it's not just that first girl, but even there were mm-hmm. other people uh, after her, there's some other gentlemen, other uh, great mm. gentlemen out there, uh, I think in I think in Kenya and uh, mm-hmm. uh, other places too. Um, I mean, I, I, I was like, wait a minute, they like, you know, because in my mind, because when I think of what my, my mm-hmm. different version of entrepreneurship is, I look at places where I want to look at places where people are either ignoring or they're telling other mm-hmm. people to avoid. You know, so mm-hmm. whenever when someone says, "Hey," like I, I guess I'm like this, uh, like that uh, the black sheep and the uh, the black sheep student, like in school. You know, if a teacher tells me don't do this, yeah. ah, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it really harder. You know, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, that's what like when I looked into like uh, you know cryptocurrencies and also I looked into mm-hmm. uh, what do you say uh, farmlands like in Latin America South America and now I'm seeing in uh, in various parts of Africa I mean wow I mean th- there is differential that is to me if you have if you obtain differential knowledge you can mm-hmm. really make differential profits. You know, and I, and not only just in monetary terms, but your net worth, and in terms of, uh, I am think of intergenerational family wealth. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more in like a very big macro kind of deal. And I mean, because to me it's exciting. So to see uh, the people we are talking to and stuff. So I really commend you, and I'll love for you to, you know, like, uh, you know, shed some light on that because I, I, I mean, that's my personal view. Uh, but I, I just, I'm, I'm just uh, impressed to see young people too. You know, like uh, young millennials, Gen Z is also getting into it too. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm excited, and I'm definitely, uh, uh, I'm spreading the word. You know, people to check out the Financial Wellness Center, and mm-hmm. and and yeah, and, and, and hey, keep. Uh, uh, Keep the keep doing what you're doing, and I, I and one thing I know for sure, the best is yet to come, especially with uh, what you are working on. Absolutely, and thank you very much, Marcus, for this opportunity. I'm super grateful, and I also um 
like what you're doing, especially creating awareness on matters of crypto, cryptocurrencies and all these um, uh, digital currencies, because they've, you know, there has been a, a heated debate about, around this topic, and the fact that you're bringing it into the limelight and as well inviting people who are already in that field, it's something that um, I must commend you for that, as well as so, influential. You're doing yeah. an amazing job, you know. Uh, I do appreciate it. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> because the the idea of video podcasting was mm-hmm. actually I learned it from you. So uh, you have, <laughs> I definitely want to. I, I definitely want to. You know, uh, give you some credit. And yeah, just um, no, because I'm definitely passionate about you know like crypto, but especially the blockchain based solutions. I mean, there I see a lot of entrepreneurship. And uh, to me, I like the idea of, you know, using new technologies and as well as the old technology, like old technology, whether you call it agriculture or mining or whatever. I think that uh, these two worlds can be connected and uh, something new, something better will come up. So that's my, uh, I guess, you know, my big dream, so to speak, you know, so... Uh, but yeah, uh, and I, I do, do uh, definitely am excited about that, and I'm also excited for uh, the, the things you're working on. So, but anyway, Sheila, I know uh, we are, uh, I know you got other things, to do, uh, other big plans to make it happen. But I do absolutely appreciate you taking the time to have this kind of a uh, a casual conversation with me, you know, and just. Uh, uh, you know, I uh, appreciate sharing your origin story and and also the future of the Financial Wellness Center. So, yeah, uh, definitely excited. So, thank you very much. You're most welcome and I look forward to, you know, us having more of these conversations and, you know, just getting to talk more about trending issues that are affecting us, especially as the, um, the current generation. So yeah. Anyways, but yeah. Anyway, Sheila, let's. Uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, have another. I guess kind of like a, a another interview, whether it's going to be casual or or we can deep dive into something. But definitely, we'll uh, plan later in the future because I know with Expo 2020 coming in, it's a whole nother. Uh, I mean, like schedule. I know schedules are going to be crazy. So, are, mm-hmm. are you ex- are you excited about that? <laughs> oh, I'm super excited. I can't wait. You know, I just want to uh, go and see, and of course, network in a smart way. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, build more relationships because this is an opportunity that um, that comes once in a lifetime and uh, for you to learn to see things at a, in a in a new perspective as well as get to bring more news to our audience as they you know expect it from us uh, yeah no definitely I, yeah definitely agree but anyways uh, anyone anyone who to all our listeners, viewers, subscribers, fans, family, friends, uh, you name it, uh, you got to check out the, you can you can find the Financial Wellness Center on YouTube, and you can also find Sheila, she is uh, definitely active on LinkedIn, so we'll definitely leave the, uh, the links below 
uh, for your uh, viewing and educational pleasure. So anyway, Sheila, thank you so much. And y'all be good. Y'all be safe. We will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you very much. <laughs>